It's another Q&A edition of Optimal Health Daily, episode 180, and I'm Dr. Neil, your host of the show. Welcome back to another special Friday edition of Optimal Health Daily, where I answer your questions. Every other weekday, I read health and fitness blogs to you like an audiobook, but on Fridays, I do something special. You all send me questions, and I get to respond to them. If you've sent in a question and I haven't responded yet, don't lose hope. I promise I'll get around to it, but definitely keep sending them in. I will listen to every single question that comes my way. Now, why bother asking me for advice? Well, as I mentioned on previous shows, I'm faculty at Bastyr University, California, where I'm the department chair of nutrition and basic sciences. I've also been faculty for the past 10 years at various institutions. I'm also a registered dietitian nutritionist, a certified health education specialist, and a personal trainer or certified exercise physiologist. I have my doctorate degree in public health with an emphasis in nutrition and chronic disease prevention. So needless to say, wellness, nutrition, fitness, these are my passions. Now, if you wanna send in your own question for me to answer, just listen through to the end of the episode and I'll let you know how. Now let's hear today's question and start optimizing your life. Hi, this is Ryan from Indiana. I have a question about different forms of drinking water. It is commonly said that we should be drinking more water. I'm wondering how big a factor does the source of our water plan our overall health? Thank you for your question, Ryan. You're right that most health professionals do want people to drink more water in general. But there's a lot of confusion about how much water we need to drink and whether bottled water is safer than tap water. Then there are these alkaline waters and carbonated waters. So I'm going to address all of that, but I'm going to start by talking about how much water we should consume each day. You may have heard that we should drink eight glasses of water per day. I'll be honest, I don't like this recommendation. The biggest issue here is the definition of a glass. Don't glasses come in many different sizes? In fact, if you were to open the cupboards in my kitchen, you'll see I have sets of glassware of all different shapes and sizes. There are tall, skinny glasses, short, squat ones, wine glasses, not for me, but for when my in-laws come over, not to mention different coffee and tea mugs. And this is probably what everyone's cupboards look like. Some of the more intelligent health professionals will be even more specific and may say you should drink eight cups of water per day. Okay, this is better. We can make sense of eight cups. A cup is eight fluid ounces. So eight cups a day means we should consume 64 fluid ounces of water per day. Again, while this is an improvement over the eight glasses per day recommendation, I still have issues with this. Why? Well, because depending on a person's body weight, their age, gender, level of activity, where they live, and so on, the water recommendations will vary. So the best way to know whether you're drinking enough water each day is to look at your urine color. I know it sounds disgusting, but let's be honest, you're probably looking at it anyway. And if you aren't, you should start now. Your urine should be a light lemonade color. So this means there's a hint of yellow. If it's dark yellow, you may be dehydrated. If your urine is clear, you're consuming too much water. Now don't stress too much if here and there your urine is too dark or clear. Just try and make sure that it's a light yellow most of the time. Obviously, you don't want your urine to be dark yellow most of the time because long-term dehydration is unhealthy. But the reason you actually don't want your urine to be clear most of the time is because overhydration may lead to the body getting rid of some important nutrients. And you can actually dilute your blood too much, and that can lead to its own set of problems. Now, you also asked about water sources. 
This is an interesting topic because here in the United States, our water supply is considered one of the safest in the world. Yet there are times where water coming out of our faucets may not have been the cleanest. Just this past year, there was a highly publicized water quality concern in the city of Flint, Michigan. For those of you that are unaware, the water being supplied to the public in the city of Flint wasn't being properly treated and was contaminated with lead, which is a known toxin. In the US, the water supply must be carefully treated by local water agencies. This treatment involves a series of highly regulated processes. This is all monitored by, again, local water agencies, along with the Environmental Protection Agency, or EPA. This system has worked very well for most of its history. Occasionally, issues like we saw in Flint, Michigan, do come up. However, water coming from the tap is still considered the cleanest and safest to drink. But some of you may notice that your tap water smells like chlorine or doesn't really taste all that good or fresh. This is likely because the water is treated with chemicals to make sure it's free of bacteria, viruses, and parasites. So while it's safe to drink, the taste may make you want to purchase forms of bottled water that don't share the same flavor profile. I'll talk about bottled water in a second, but there are ways to remove some of those unpleasant chemical flavors. I personally have added a reverse osmosis water filtration system in my house. I like this because it serves as an extra filtration device. Not only is the water you're consuming from the tap free of disease-causing pathogens, but the reverse osmosis water filtration system will then help remove some of those chemicals that cause that funky taste. And depending on which system you end up going with, as a bonus, it may help remove any excess lead, fluoride, and even chlorine. You can either buy or rent these systems, and they're usually fairly reasonable. If you rely on one of those portable water filters, like from Brita, please know that these will not remove as many of the chemicals as a reverse osmosis system would. Now, what about bottled water? Bottled water isn't as tightly regulated by the government. So, this means bottled water companies can use any source of water they want, put it in a plastic bottle, and sell it to you. In fact, there have been instances where bottled water companies basically take tap water, the very same water that we have access to in our homes, bottle it, and resell it to consumers for a marked up price. In the US, this is perfectly legal. What about alkaline and carbonated waters? Alkaline waters are ionized. Basically, they add minerals to increase the water's pH. When you increase the pH of something, you're making the water less acidic. The belief is that by drinking water that is less acidic, or more alkaline, you can reduce your risk for certain diseases like osteoporosis, autoimmune disease, and even cancer. But the question always is, does it really do any of those things? I will paraphrase published findings from the British Medical Journal. Quote, despite the promotion of the alkaline diet and alkaline water by the media and salespeople, there is almost no actual research to support these ideas. End quote. So it's probably best to save your money on this one. For carbonated water, which is different than sugar-sweetened soda, this is probably fine to consume in moderation. It won't erode your teeth or cause stomach ulcers or lead to osteoporosis. So here's the bottom line. In the U.S., tap water is still considered the cheapest, cleanest, and therefore safest to consume. If you can't stand the taste, consider purchasing or renting a reverse osmosis system for your home. Thank you again for the question, Ryan. You'll be entered into a very small raffle every month to win a book from us. 
The next raffle, believe it or not, is coming up in eight days. So if you want to be a part of that, send me a question. Come by oldpodcast.com and record right from your computer's microphone. It's really easy, and you can even play back your message and do retakes before sending it in. Or you can do it the old-fashioned way and call in. The number is 61 I love OHD. Either way works, either way, I will hear your question. Again, just do it soon so that you're entered into a small raffle happening next week. And speaking of weeks, that's another week of Optimal Health Daily in the books. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening all the way through each and every day. I hope you have a wonderful weekend and I'll see you on Monday where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this show and Optimal Living Daily, the brother podcast of this one. Literally, I'm Dr. Neil's brother. If you like the format of this show, you'll love Optimal Living Daily too, where I also read to you from blogs, but cover other topics like personal development, finance, and minimalism from bloggers like Derek Sivers, The Minimalists, Zen Habits, and many more. So for more amazing content read to you for free, come subscribe to Optimal Living Daily too, and together we'll optimize your life. You've been listening to Optimal Health Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us and remember, your optimal life awaits.